Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, we got a great episode. As always, we're going to front load our episode with a bit of the anime news and roll into some car headlines. But uh, Manny, you went to the Trunk or Treat that we talked about last week. Yes, I did go to the Trunk or Treat. Uh, originally, I was going to go to N.A. Matsuri, uh, the JDM, like Bozuzuku and everything. Um car like the car event i guess like it's like a drift event plus a swap meet out there at grange or as we now know as apple valley speedway yeah but being a saturday i work half day saturday and labor shortage so i had to work overtime and so i couldn't make it so i just made the plans last minute just to go to the truck and treat all right yeah the uh the Grange event looked fucking cool from the pictures I saw. Yeah, Leo, Leo, I was on Discord with Leo yesterday, and he was telling me all about it, like how fun it was and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. It looked like a really, really fun event. Mm-hmm. And pretty much they had like a whole parade of it, a parade lap with all the cars, all like the like the JDM Classic cars that they used for drifting, like the Cressetas and all the other different types of cars and stuff. And then plus all like the... Bosuzuku or like biker gangs, Japanese biker gang style uh, motorcycles and everything, mopeds too. Yeah, J- JDM mopeds. mopeds. <laughs> yep. And I didn't see any footage about the whole swap meet part, but definitely a lot of stuff about like on the track and then also like at the, uh, what's that? What's that place called? The pit, the burnout pit. Oh, the skid pad. The skid pad. There you go. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Yeah, no, the event looks super, super fucking cool, man. But uh, you ended up going to the Trunk or Treat. Yes, the OC Yoda's Trunk or Treat. Um, I mean, it is called the OC Yoda's. So I just had to like check in just like to see if like other cars were allowed to go and stuff because I've already been following like this type of pa- these types of pages and stuff. So I know their meets are like heavily, heavily garnered towards like Toyotas and stuff. So I just contacted the page. I was like, hey, I was like, this is a Trunk or Treat meet and everything. So... I uh, just wanted to know if, like, other cars are allowed to go or is it does it have to be, like, strictly Toyotas and stuff? And he just... And I got a response, actually. I wasn't thinking to get a response that quick, honestly. And sure enough, he just told me, he's like, hey, I mean, like, what kind of cars do you drive? And I told him what I drive. And he's just like, no, dude, you're, you're welcome to come through. It doesn't really matter. Okay, all right. And definitely the majority was Toyotas. Like, Forerunners, Tacomas, Sequoias, um, Cressidas... I mean, it, the list goes on, and it was just going everywhere from like classics all the way to like the to the top of the line New Year right now. Yeah, yeah. Is there a reason you didn't bring the Tacoma? My dad was driving it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he needed it because he didn't want to take the big truck for something small that he needed for the Toyota Tacoma. Okay, what about the Toyota pickup? It's not insurance. Oh, you removed it already. Yeah. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right, all right. So Elko it is. Elko it is. <laughs> I wasn't planning on uh, decorating it. Like, you know, how, like at Trucker Treats, everybody likes to decorate their trunks or their cars and stuff. Yeah. Give like a little attraction for the kids when they come up to pick up candy and stuff. My plan was just like have a big, a, like a bucket of candy, sit on the tailgate, have my little speaker next to me, play some music and just relax and chill. And my sister and my brother-in-law, they had a bunch of leftover decorations, so they just like tossed them over to me. So I, j- I actually decorated the El Camino. Very cool. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely fun. It was just nice seeing all the families and everything coming up, um, socializing. I mean, the entire parking lot was filled. And trying to give like a 
maybe like a representation of how big the parking lot could be. Do you remember the meets at uh, Titan Burger that we used to do when we used to be in Street Shinobi Car Club? Yeah, sort of. Like the we had like that little small section for Titan Burger and that huge parking lot for the rest of the whole plaza, which where Ross was and the other business were. So think of like the entire parking lot filled for the trunk or treat. Okay, so roughly 150? Maybe more. Maybe who, who knows? Okay. But it was definitely a lot of cars. Um, there was one incident where fire department had to show up <laughs> and we look off to the distance. We see a Toyota, I think it was a forerunner, like an older one, just smoking. We thought it was a fog machine or something because the dude had like two generators, full on lights, full on animatronics and just de- decked up all the way with decorations and stuff. So I'm pretty sure something caught him. And he robbed his neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> Took the neighborhood uh, decorations for this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure he was thinking about just going all out, but I think it was costing him, like, almost getting burnt. Yeah. Maybe he overloaded something. It definitely looked like he was overloading something. And, and like I said, fire department did have to show up and everything. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it was just chill. Like, we just walked around, checked out all the other cars. Um, just really nice seeing just all these different types of builds for Toyotas and stuff. Very cool, very cool. I did not have an eventful weekend like that. Well, I didn't invite you. I didn't want to go to OC. (laughs) (laughs) If you would have said, hey, let's go to Grange, I was going to be 100% down for that one. It was already going to be late for me in the day, so I didn't want to just drive up just to be for a little bit and just come back home. Yeah, yeah. But no, at first I I was about to tell you, yeah, I'm down to go, but I thought it was the Fontana one. Mm. And then I double checked it and I'm like, oh, it's in Anaheim? I don't want to go back over there. Because <laughs> <laughs> of work, huh? I work over there. I hate going over there. <laughs> Must be nice. No, no, it's not. <laughs> kind of is because you get to drive away from your work. Mm, that's true. That's true. But that means I also have a long drive to it. Same. <laughs> but no, I spent my weekend. Finally peeling the truck. <laughs> I think I put like an hour or two into it before and then I just stopped. Okay. So um, this weekend I went ahead and I peeled the vinyl off of pretty much the entire truck minus the roof. Oh, okay. okay. So everything's peeled off now. I can start doing some goo gone to that and I'll get around to the roof later, <laughs> I guess. Okay. But, uh. I don't want to say this was my motivation, but um, my truck was almost towed from my company parking lot on Friday. <laughs> Ooh. Or I'm sorry, Thursday, Thursday. So I, I left, and um, when I get back on Friday morning, I'm going through, you know, the first thing I do when I get there Friday morning is I go through my emails. Mm-hmm. I try not to look at my emails while I'm at home because, I'm you know, I'm off the clock, you know? And uh, so... I start going through my emails Friday morning and there's an email on there from like, you know, one of the main company big wigs that always sends out announcement emails. And it said something about there is a truck, um, a, uh, there's a, a Ford truck license plate, blah, blah, blah. We believe it doesn't belong to somebody that works at this company. It will be towed. And at first I was kind of like, 
man, that sucks for that person. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, and then I kind of look at it again, and I'm like, wait a minute, I drove my truck yesterday, so I look at the the license plate, right? And I check some pictures I had taken of the truck from uh, my peeling progress when I first mm-hmm. got it, and it's my license plate. <laughs> wait, why did you leave it again? Why did I leave what? The, the truck there? I didn't. That's the whole thing. I didn't leave it there. The that That's kind of where I'm getting at. It's like, I don't want to say this is the motivation, but for some reason, they saw my half vinyl wrapped, I guess half peeled vinyl wrapped so truck. They, they, pr- they pretty much saw a truck that looked like it just like belongs in the boonies. They saw a fucked up truck and they were like, that don't belong here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't work here. We're going to tow this fucking thing. <laughs> and who did you have to contact? Well, that's the thing. The email was sent like literally a minute or two after I had left for the day. Mm. So that's why I didn't see the email till the next day. And the next day I had brought the truck again because I'm, I'm road testing it, trying to make sure I get through all the little bugs, you know? Yeah. And um, I saw it the next day and I'm like, oh, fuck, I brought the truck here again today. Let me email this asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't, you know, I don't really understand the whole... Where did it come from that they decided it didn't belong to anybody at the company and that they should tow it? It's Orange County. Bougie motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that that's really what it was. So, you know, the truck had a work truck wrap, which is white. Mm-hmm. Underneath it, it's red. And I was halfway done peeling it. <laughs> and, you know, mind you, it does have that. You know, it, it doesn't have the contractor number. It doesn't have the company logo or name anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see it's a decommissioned work truck. And, come on, you see that there's temporary plates because I just bought the truck, right? Yes. At the auction. It has those temporary dealer plates or whatever, right? The paper ones. And what happens every time you buy a car at the dealer and they give you temp plates? They tape your red, your temporary registration on your windshield. They do. They could have looked at that and saw my fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> But no, they decided to flag it like if somebody didn't work there and try to tow it. <laughs> They're gonna call you up for a meeting. He's like, Tony, you need you need to drive better cars if you want to work here. <laughs> Seriously, it, honestly, we were. I was kind of laughing about it with my coworker afterward, obviously. Mm-hmm. But because uh, he said the same thing, he's like, well, "What made them think he didn't work here? Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and when I left for the day, I kind of looked around and I'm like. I am in Orange County, and I'm pretty sure I drive the oldest fucking cars there. <laughs> There's some older-ish cars, like a Camry here and there, you know? But no, I have the oldest ones for sure. And at least as far as truck goes, I mean, you know, you're you're kind of construction adjacent. When there's construction workers, especially union workers and shit, and project managers at my company which is a pretty big company everybody that drives a truck they drive a truck (laughs) like seventy thousand dollar trucks as a daily not towing anything or hauling anything is just a very shiny eighty thousand dollar truck just chilling so yeah i I show up with my raggedy f-250 they want to tow it so that was interesting not the motivation for me peeling it for the record, but yeah. <laughs> Just put some anime stickers and they'll know it's you. <laughs> I was going to plot uh, my company logo and stick it on my truck looking all raggedy. 
Oh, They'll geez. love it. <laughs> uh, speaking of anime, there was actually a few cosplayers at the truck or treat meet. Was there? Yeah, a few little kids that actually, I guess they actually liked anime as being as young as maybe like five years old. Uh, there was one that was dressed up as Tanjiro from uh, Demon Slayer. I did see a Luffy. Poor kid. Right? He won't finish that till he's matured. Who knows? He's going to be an adult still watching that shit. <laughs> Who knows, man? I did 600 a month. Oh, my. What? I thought I told you this. No, I know you watched some of them. I didn't know you did 600 in a month. I did. It was not not very well. Yeah, you're not very well. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> my sleep schedule was so fucked up after that. No. <laughs> Wait, forget that. What sleep schedule? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Probably the most scariest thing I saw there was furries. Furries? Yes. Okay, Toyotas and furries, got it. Yeah, there was two furries. They had the full fursuits and everything. My brother-in-law was like, was like, like, the fuck is that? I was like, and I had to explain to him like how, what the furry community is, how they're involved in the anime community, and pretty much how expensive those fursuits can go to. All right, all right. Yeah, he did not believe me how expensive they were, though. I mean, you get into any 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 hobby, it's unbelievable how expensive any hobby can be. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. So these were like adults, I'm assuming, right? No, definitely. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you told me there was kids in cosplay. I'm like, I hope they're not dressing their kids up as furries. Oh, God. <laughs> Never know. Um, When you... So I do have a question for you. Um, When you have families around your car, like let's say you're at a car show, car meet and stuff, and little kids are getting very close to your car. Like, what do you expect from etiquette from the family or mother uh, mothers to be wary of of their children? What do I expect? Yes. I mean, I don't expect much from people. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. What would be nice to expect is uh, no touch, obviously. It, basically, that's it. It's really just the look, but don't touch. Mm-hmm. I think that should be, obviously, if a kid's a little wobbly, you know, maybe they don't walk too well or they're going to trip or whatever or they're holding something. It's kind of like keep them a distance. I think that would be pretty standard. Okay. I'm assuming you did not see that? No. Uh, So legit, I was just like right there just chilling with my El Camino next to my brother-in-law's Tacoma. And we were just chilling stuff. And this mom comes up and she just straight up just leans on her on my El Camino and just like playing games on her phone. And they see you know, her kids are trying to jump in the truck bed and everything's like, and I'm looking, I'm like, like, the fuck like i even showed like i even like gave hand signals like like what the fuck is going on here and one of the little girls noticed and she was trying to desperately trying to get her little her other sister i guess they looked like they were twins um but she was desperately trying to get her like get down get down she he's gonna get mad and everything and the mom was just like giving me like rolling eye looks and everything like the fuck you gonna do i was like you didn't say nothing i like i gave the signals and everything then she just finally just grabbed her kid and walked away oh you need to be more vocal, Manny. You should have said some shit. The last thing I wanted to do is like have her husband and get her husband to bring all her fr- his friends and just start to start shit. Like, because I'm uh, who knows. I mean, you don't have to be a dick about it, but all you got to do is excuse me. Don't lean on the car. Yeah, pretty much just that. And you're at a car at a car show or a car meet, trunk or treat, right? I feel like you'd have the majority support anyways. I don't mm-hmm. think it would escalate to that point, especially over something like that. No, yeah, yeah. You, I would have told him something for sure, but 
again, I wouldn't expect that etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I do not have children. Yet. Uh, no. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Manny. Well, let's roll into some headlines, bud. All righty. So this is an interesting story that I remember. Um, this happened actually a few months ago, but it has to do with a video game called War Thunder. I don't know if you may be familiar with the game by any chance. I don't think so. So War Thunder is like a military game. It has involves tanks and armored vehicles and everything. And there came out to be an argument where some players were not so happy with the designs of how a specific tank looked like to the point where they had actually had to post actual schematics and operating manuals for an actual military tank, which caused them to leak classified military info of how their uh, their tanks operate and work. Wait, who posted that? Uh, players, honestly. So this happened in July. Um, so the tank that was involved was the, Brill- uh, the Britain's Challenger 2 main battle tank. And I guess some people had an, a disagreement. So they pretty much just posted the tank's manual, which did not so sit, uh, sit kindly to the, U- the UK's Ministry of Defense. How did he... Ha- I'm assuming he was in the British military or whatever. They never said anything about that. He had to, ha- he had to have gotten the manual somehow. Right? <laughs> I know, right? So where this goes up to it, it happened again. And this actually happened where... I guess they were also in a disagreement about how a tank is supposed to look like. And this was for Francis. Uh, I always have a hard time trying to pronounce French, honestly, sometimes. Leclerc, main battle tank. And so they decided to t- post the tank's manual as well. Where are they finding these? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, it got, to, it had a, like, legit moderators had to, like, post on the, the forums, like, telling these people, like, what the fuck is going on with you people? Stop snitching on yourself. Like, um, this is one of their posts in the forums. Like, guys, it's not funny to leak classified documents of modern equipment. Uh, to uh, you, put your, uh, you put the lives on many a stake who work daily on the vehicles, basically. <laughs> and, of course, these are classified documents from militaries on military equipment and everything. So it's just really funny, like, people actually have... The balls, but probably not the brains to do that to think about this. Yeah, you figured why rat yourself out over an internet forum for a game? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's just oh okay. So the one who posted the French tank was a was actually a member of the one of the people that operate the tanks. Okay, yeah. So he was in the military. That's how he yeah. He's a French crew member for one of the that drives that specific tank and everything. So it's just, it's just really weird, honestly. <laughs> I guess people that just take their work too seriously in video games. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna take your work home and make it your hobby, I guess, right? <laughs> but yeah, that that's. It's really stupid, honestly, especially if you're going to be posting classified military equipment. Definitely. Definitely. Especially for a game that doesn't make any sense. Right. All right. What else you got, man? All righty. So, do you have a, like, a little small announcement? There was an anime that you introduced to me. It was called uh, Ari Furutura. Or it's like, I can't remember how you pronounce the first part. But the second part was From Commonplace to World's Strongest. 
Is that the kind of dark isekai where he starts eating monsters? And shit? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. With the very terrible CGI on on the monsters. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> I do agree with that. Uh, so they did come out with a teaser announcement and a te- and a trailer and everything, and we should be expecting season two, which I'm actually excited for. Ever since you showed me that anime, uh, stated for January of 2022. Sweet. So I'm excited for that. Shoot, same here. So, and then you did tell me that possibly Jobless Reincarnation Season 2 is on Hulu? No, not Season 2. I think Hulu is just behind. Mm-hmm. It's behind Funimation on those episodes, so I think they're just barely catching up. Okay. So they're releasing some new ones if you do follow it on Hulu. Okay, I'll have to check Hulu again because I know it's on Funimation. I didn't know if it was going to jump onto Hulu. Got it. Okay. But I will never go onto Funimation. <laughs> okay. Same thing now, Manny. Remember that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the sad part right there. All righty. So uh, that's pretty much what I have right now for the moment. I know I have more things to talk about, but we'll get into a grant that you said that was p- introduced in the Bay Area of California. Yeah. So this is a uh, air quality, air quality, blah, air quality management um, district clean car program. So basically, they're targeting customers within a certain zip code in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And obviously within a certain income uh, income bracket. And what they're doing is they're offering up to $9,500 to trade in their old gas-powered vehicles towards credit to buy an EV. And I'm guessing those up to $9,500 is the credit for an EV, correct? Well, no. I believe they can use it as like a down to help purchase an EV. Okay. So um, it, it can go as low as 5500 to 9500 But the car has to be at least uh, 2005 or older. Okay. So that's a pretty damn good incentive, really. Do you remember when they did uh, Cash for Clunkers? Yes. And that was only, what, 1500 bucks? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> You pretty much would get more money for almost any car just by selling it. So I don't, I mean, maybe that helped out some people or not. I don't know, but I just remember it not being like super, super great. But this actually has a little bit of substance to it, I think. I mean, for somebody that maybe drives local and they can get like a cheap, what is it, the Leaf? Mm. Right? They have the Leaf or they have, um, I think Ford has a Fusion that's all EV, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, there's a couple of them that are probably in the cheaper price range where a supplement like this would really help people get one. I have an idea. You have an idea. All right. We buy up all the jukes and turn them in. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'd be, uh, we'd be doing that. five and older. Damn it. Yeah. It's like for a minute there, I thought we'd be doing a service to the car community. We can do your Toyota pickup. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could. Which we'll see, we'll see I just I just out found for. out they actually renamed the Juke. They re they still make it. Yes, it's now called the Nissan Kick. I thought those were two separate cars. Apparently, that's the Juke. Huh. All right. That's what I learned. Uh, honestly, that is one car that I never I paid zero amount of attention to. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. I thought there was two different cars. I mean, we could be wrong. I mean, we'll probably have a fall a listener like 
correct us later on watch. Please do. <laughs> you do that research because that's one car I really don't want to research. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am okay staying ignorant to that car. <laughs> As to I. Yeah. But no, this is a great little program. I can hold on to my Crown Vic long enough for them to offer that incentive out here. <laughs> Ooh. I would I would probably expect it more in Los Angeles, maybe. Um maybe. I maybe. don't know. I don't know if they would actually offer a program like that out here in like the desert area of Riverside and everything. Well, think of it this way. If you want to make an impact, you need the people who are driving a lot. And where are your commuters? Truckers. Okay, but I mean like normal cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. Inland Empire are commuters. I would say I I'm willing to wager that most people in the Inland Empire commute out <laughs> of the Inland Empire to work. That is true. Whether it's Orange County or LA or whatever, we're commuting out of IE. San Diego, San Bernardino, just, the list just goes on. Yeah, yeah. You want commuters because that's going to make the most substantive impact, mm-hmm. right? They want to keep less greenhouse, whatever, get more gas-powered vehicles that are running 100 miles a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get that out here. Versus in the city, those guys are, you know, they, they could drive a pickup truck and I'll burn more. I'll probably put out more fucking... Uh, greenhouse gases and shit in one month than they do in a year. <laughs> so, who knows? I'd be down for it. Like I said, I am open to it because I want self-driving. I wonder who would actually turn in a classic car for that shit. I don't know. Those might not even qualify. Possibly. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see them just taking any old car, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd probably have to be a, within a certain range. Yeah, true. Because they figured a classic car that's not really going to be on the road much. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Manny, let's roll to the next one. Alrighty, and then you have some money-saving ideas. Sort of. It involves spending money. <laughs> I mean, you'll ne- that's what... I guess, yeah. Okay, so this is cheaper to import. So, right now, our market is crazy fucking high right now. True. Now, the way car, the way manufacturers price their car is usually priced to be competitive within the market they're in, right? Yes. So right now with the shortage and all this other BS going on, we are super high in prices. There's markups everywhere. Cars, are, cars and trucks are selling for way more than they should be. Now, just across the border in O'Canada... Uh, I thought you meant Mexico. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Got my hopes up. Yes, this is over in Canada. You could actually buy a BRZ, deliver it, transport it, and re-register it here in the U.S. for cheaper than if you were to buy a new BRZ here in the States. Wouldn't you have to modify like the emissions or anything? Well, no, it's a brand new car. True. So... This has to do with the exchange rate, right? Mm-hmm. So here in the U.S., a BRZ starts at $27,995. MSRP or dealer markup? That is just base model MSRP. And that is um, the base before destination and delivery for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Now, 
in Canada, that same model costs $29,495 with the current exchange rate, right? Because we have Canadian dollars, U.S. dollars, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The current exchange rate, that brings the price down to $23,427 U.S. Oh, shit. Now, even after you do a destination delivery fees and get it imported over to the U.S., that brings your total up to $25,094. So you're essentially saving over $3,000 buying in Canada. Now, how soon are we going to expect people to actually take advantage of that and raise up prices for imports? Oh, I don't know. So the article that I'm reading did reach out to Subaru to find out, like, why. If there was a reason in particular that they were selling so much cheaper over there. And the answer that they received wasn't really anything like, uh, I guess not really like a global economic scale. They pretty much just said, we price it to be competitive in the area we're selling. Ooh. Yeah. So I can understand what they're saying, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So because obviously the economy itself is a little bit different here in the U.S. versus over there. Plus the local economies. Yeah, the local economies where where your supply and demand is at, right? It They're able to sell it for cheaper over there. Versus over here, demand's more, we have more of a shortage, whatever the reasons might be, they have to charge more. So they say that the exchange rate from Canadian dollars to U.S. isn't actually a factor in that. So that's a way you can get a car pretty cheap. So it has me kind of thinking like, okay, I wonder what other cars we can kind of look up and find that could potentially be cheaper over there. Type R? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Type R's are going to be cheaper here. You think so? Just because of sheer quantity. A Type R is going to be so much more rare out there versus out here in SoCal where we have probably most of them. Okay, I can see that. Right? So it's kind of like it's not as special here because we can go out and see a Type R every day and it's not weird. Right? But in a lot of other states or maybe even over in Canada, it might be a really rare thing to see a Type R. Like um, there's a, um, there's a buddy that I have over in uh, Jersey. He moved. He was. I went to high school with him and he moved over there like seven, eight years ago, he has still not seen more than one Type R in the same place at the same time. Huh. He sees them, you know, he'll see them every once in a while driving around, but if he sees two, he's never seen like two or three together. Okay. So it's kind of like it's a weird thing to see, but out here in California. Everywhere. They're, yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So They're everywhere in somebody's garage. Yeah. Not mine no more. <laughs> <laughs> and by garage, I mean garage queens. Oh, yeah. I mean, even on the road, though, even on the road, they are everywhere now. So maybe not some of those, but maybe some of your more mass-produced stuff. Mm -hmm. We can maybe find some deals in Canada. I don't know if the border is open like that right now. That's probably some more research to do, but, hey, maybe there's some deals if you are shopping. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a more possibility of the border for Canada to be open more than Mexico. Well, I'm just talking about because of the COVID stuff. Again, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure the Canadian border is more open than Mexico's border. 
Oh, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> but all right, Manny. Uh, next headline. All righty. And so I have an interesting article that I came up upon. But if we remember Wit Studio, Wit Studio is the studio that did Attack on Titan season yes. one, two, and three. They have been reported to be 886 million yen in debt. Jeez, they got to go play Squid Game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I, I wouldn't believe it. But, no, 866 million yen, which comes out to, after currency exchange, would be $7.73 million. Okay. And this is a 40.3% 40, 40. increase in their debt since last year. Yikes. Okay, what happened? Uh, I mean... It doesn't. They don't really give like much reports of like what sparked this to go down, um, but the deficit just kept getting bigger and bigger for them and everything. Um, they reported overall sales just declined from like just uh, declined to like one eleven point three million dollars, and it just went down that much. Honestly, okay. <coughs> what do they sell? I guess, like, rights to the anime and, like, all the merchandise that they get and everything. Who knows? Okay, okay, got it. Since they are the studios that make the an the animations and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, the the interesting part is their parent company has decided to take over management and oversee the company to bring it back more into a profitable state, but through a, bus a business aspect, not through a hobby aspect. Whereas, like we said, Support your hobby, and the hobby will grow and produce more stuff that you support. Yeah, yeah. So if they're trying to bring it back business-wise, that means they're not going to invest anything into, like, a new creative anime or projects, anything going on yeah, or no projects. Possibly. It's probably just going to be more How tighten to make this money. down. Yeah, tighten, buckle this budget down, and let's market this and start selling some shit. Yes. Okay. So this is rare because most parent companies just leave their subsidiaries to just go off on their own if they ever get into shit like that, from what the report says. So it's it's interesting to see that the parent company, IG Port, uh, to actually step in, apparently. All right. So this is going to be interesting to see how we're going to see, like, Wit Studio come back. Maybe to see what they're going to come out with later on, if they can continue to create some good works based on their business perspective that they're going to approach now. So we'll just have to see how that's going to work out. They're going to come out with three spinoffs, some T-shirts, some... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to try to, like, get, like, the anime that they... Their biggest cash cows and try to do something. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And speaking of debt, we all know this, that Squid Games has been trending so much for the past days, honestly. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So you wanted to bring up like a little game for Squid Games. Then. I did. So I thought it'd be fun if we had the Car Guy Squid Games. So basically, same premise, but obviously everything's going to be kind of Car Guy related. Mm -hmm. Car Guy, Car Gal. So I thought it'd be fun if we came up with some games for this. Okay. So for game number one, Manny... I've thought that we should begin. I'm going to go through my whole little rundown of how I would imagine it. Okay. If I was like the game master. So game number one, to start weeding out the noobs, I would do the oil drain plug challenge. 
Oh, that is so hard. <laughs> yeah, so basically... Uh, I, could, I could already see myself failing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're out already? I think I am. Oh, man. <laughs> but yes, for the listeners at home, break it loose, untwist with your hand, and you got to remove the plug without spilling or soiling your hand with oil. I always fail that, and I always try my hardest not to do it. Oh, you actually try it every time you every do time it? I, every time I do an oil change, whether it's on my dad's tractors, our big commercial vehicles, our personal vehicles, I am always constantly trying to figure out, can I do it without getting oil on my fingers? Nope. <laughs> well, see, the first game's got to weed the most people out. <laughs> so you've done it then. Huh? So you've done it then. Yeah, it's not often, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, once you kind of know, you can kind of hold it in place and then tweak it over, yeah. Mm. So, Car Guy Squid Game number two. Uh, clutchless shifting in traffic. Clutchless shifting in traffic. So, truck that drivers. Nope. Car. <laughs> Still a vehicle. Nope. This is car. It's a vehicle. It's a car. Car okay. Guy's Squid Game. Okay. So this is feathering your throttle and shifting without the clutch. Huh. I've never tried that. No? No. I don't think it's very good for your car, but when I found out it was possible, that was like one of the first things I started playing around with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you say it's not really good for my car, I'm not doing it then. Yeah, don't. No, don't do it unless you're in a (laughs) whoopty (laughs) butt. But it is possible. That would be my car guy game number two. So is that the... is? Would that be different from power shifting then? That is different from power shifting. So power shifting is more like your full throttle. Oh, full throttle. You okay. give you push in the clutch, slam your gear, but you never lift off the throttle. Oh. The throttle stays pinned to the ground and you're just supposed to fucking like slap the clutch and shift as fast as you can, never leaving the throttle. Mm, okay. Again, also not good for your car. Um, funny side story. I used to do that in my Spec V Sentra, and it made the funniest sound. It made me laugh every single time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so every time I power shifted that car. And you would do it on purpose just for that sound? Honestly, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the piss out of that car. But, um, yes, I would power shift that car so hard that when the flywheel caught up to the clutch pressure plate, you could hear it from inside the car go, uh. <laughs> It let out a little moan like, ow. <laughs> that sounds like that turtle having his sex with a rock. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So, yeah, also not good for your car, but it did make a funny noise. Interesting. All right, so so I started off with something mechanical, right? Mm-hmm. Then I went into something weird, I guess, kind of driving mechanical. So I'd progress it for game number three as a box stop. Okay. So that's basically you would accelerate to about 60 miles an hour once you hit a certain line. You would have to stop the car within X amount of time and land inside of a box. Like, you know, a painted out box for the car. Kind of like those... um, Gran Turismo licenses? No. I was thinking about like those those shuffle games where like they try to like throw a disc and they would have to rub the floor to like let it smooth out so it can like... You went full old man on me, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's all I can think of. Uh, okay, all right. I, I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about, but okay. Yeah, similar like that, but you're driving. Mm-hmm. Um, So last one would obviously be the final progression for this would be a, a road race. Okay. That would be a full circuit road race, given that it would be squid games and people will start murking each other. It'd probably be like a demolition derby or like a, like a death race at the end because... At that point, people get desperate, but it would end it with a full road race. Nice. That would be my car guys, Squid Games. How about you, Manny? I can't really think about like car games, Squid Guys. I mean, honestly, I've never seen Squid Games yet. I've only seen the first episode, and that's about it. That's about it. So I can't really get like a full grasp of the show so far. But just after hearing everything you've said, I can possibly think of like a Mexican version of Squid Games. Okay. So, first game would possibly, like, um, you know how, like, old Mexican moms, when they start, like, cooking the chilies on the stove and everything, it just causes the the house to gas up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have, have some Mexicans or some Latinos just, like, sit in each individual rooms and have to withstand that and see if they can last the longest in there. <laughs> but there'll be Mexican moms in the squid game. They'll be in there forever. No, no, no. They'll, they'll be outside with the stove and then just, like, the smell of ventilating through vents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the second game I can think of uh, that I've been seeing so far, I still haven't understood the full concept so far, but I'm seeing like what looks to be like caramel with like designs on them. Melted sugar. Melted like they're, sugar. They're sugar plates, basically. Sugar cookies, okay. I guess. So what's the concept on that game in the in the show? They uh, would take a needle and they have to kind of like etch out the design without cracking it because the sugar is going to... The design or cracking the... the cracking the design. Okay. Just so, sure. it, because it's like a melted sugar that gets cooked and then poured onto the thing... And becomes it's very, very brittle. brittle. Yeah. Yes. So, my idea was like unwrapping a mazapan without it breaking apart. That's a terrible thing. Yes. I'm, st- I'm still very expert on that. Oh, you're expert on that? Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. So, it's not <laughs> a hard one. <laughs> Uh, I've seen a lot of people still struggle with it. Trust me. Okay. Uh, for the, so I've only thought of three. I never thought about a fourth one, but I would say like, maybe like for like the remaining people hide and seek. And the one that's trying to find you is Mexican moms or Latino moms with a chancla. With the chancla. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So if it's based away from Mexico, so it's kind of like, introducing these Mexican things into like a non-Mexican demographic. Maybe you can do tortilla flipping with no, uh, with no pan. With no, you mean no tongs or what do you mean? Well, no pan. You have to flip the tortilla with your hands on the, on the stove. On the burner. Yeah. On the burner. (laughs) I mean, we do that a lot, honestly. Well, yeah, but you're Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said, if it's not within that demographic. (laughs) No, 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 no. So, I mean, there's this ongoing thing where, like, there's lots and lots and lots of, like, Hispanic girls or, like, uh, Hispanic and Latina girls and everything where it reminded me of a, th- of a meme, honestly, where they, they're constantly saying, oh, like, soy de rancho, like, oh, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm, like, I guess you can say, like, cowboy, trying to get, like, a better, like, a Mexican cowboy, basically. Okay. Vaquero, ranch, ranchero, and everything. I don't think I've heard that yet, but all right. 
It's like, uh, soy de rancho. Like, it's like, I'm someone from, like, the ranches and stuff. Yeah. Like, I live the ranch lifestyle. And you just see this I girl. I didn't choose the ranch life. The ranch life chose me. Yes, and you have a <laughs> swimming pool of ranch in your tub. <laughs> but, like, the the meme goes where you show the, the show the, like, these girls, like, they're, like, super pretty and everything. They're wearing these, like, very lavish-looking um, ranch-style clothing and stuff. Like, they got their horse right there and everything. And on the bottom, it's just like a Mexican mom flipping tortillas. Like, if you think you're in the ranch lifestyle, get the fuck back here and do some tortillas. Okay. <laughs> it sounds better in, in Spanish, honestly. Got it, got it, got it. So that would be a, an interesting game, honestly, cooking tortillas with the, with the pan, honestly. Yeah. I can right. see that. All right, all right. So Manny's going for the Mexican squid games. Ooh. Who can get to the thermostat without... The Mexican parents or Latino parents noticing it. Hey, I think that's with everybody. <laughs> really? I thought it was yeah. just I thought it was just a Hispanic thing. No, I think that's with everybody. I think that's just like a dad thing. Hmm. I think uh shoot, what was it? I think Family Guy even had like a skit about that. <laughs> did they? I don't remember. Yeah, they did. I think it's just like a parent thing. Hmm. I didn't notice it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Manny. What else do we got? Alrighty, and just a couple announcements, honestly. Um, for like, since we did say last week, we're gonna be announcing like events happening throughout this whole month and everything, especially for like October and everything, spooky month and everything. So if we can remember, we're gonna be there's gonna be the Cali Yoda's Truck or Treat happening in Fontana on October 29th. So I might not go to that because it is a Friday night. And I've already bought tickets for the My My Hero Academia Three Musketeers movie. Okay, and that's actually happening that same night. Got it. Got it. Um, I don't know if you're thinking about maybe going since you did say you were probably interested if it was in Fontana. Um, if you're not gonna go, I probably will not be out. You probably won't go. Nah, probably not. It was a that's a Friday or that Saturday. Is a, that is a Friday night. Let me double check right now. Okay. Um, were there any other events that we talked about last week that haven't had passed yet? Uh, not that I have seen posted up just yet. I'm still waiting for that last minute uh, flyer from our buddy Ali for Tenoshi Nights. Oh, that's right. Tenoshi, Tenoshi, Tenoshi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he might be planning it. Uh, he usually tends to release a flyer about a week before. So we'll keep an eye out for that one and, and post that up. Has he announced a date yet? or Not that I know of. At least not that I've seen. Okay, we're going to have to keep in touch with them then. Definitely. We'll keep in touch with them and uh and find out when or if. I'm pretty sure he will. They usually ha- always have one every year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch with them and find out when it's going to happen and get it get it out there for them. Yeah, so the Truck or Treat in Fontana will be Friday, October 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the R&B Auto Center. Oh, okay, okay. I, I Actually, I think I know where that's at. Yeah. Got it. That's actually pretty close to where my aunt's at. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you can have a reason to go then? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it was that a Friday or Saturday? Sorry. Friday night. Friday night. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see if I make it out there. Yeah. I might I'll, be. I'll be at the movie theaters watching a movie, so I won't okay. be able to go. All right. Um. On another note, I will reason I might not be able to go Friday is uh recently, you know, my other hobby with the dogs. Um 
recently one of the trainers that I go to for my bike night is switching up his schedule. His schedule, yeah. So I got some. I'm gonna try it. I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I'm gonna try it. Uh, he switched his group nights from Saturdays to Fridays. Hmm. Now group nights are is what I like to do for, you know, cause because it's kind of like an open entry, open exit. I don't need to pre sign up ahead of time. Um, if I don't feel like doing it that week, I just won't do it. You know what I mean? Mm. As as much as I do try to stay diligent on it. Um, but I've been going to him on Saturdays for group bites, and you know I work my obedience. I'll get you know, the dog to get his bites in and everything like that and, and get some practice in. Yeah. But uh, he's moving them to Friday nights, meaning I would have to get off work, drive out here, pick up my dog, and then drive all the way back up the hill because he's in uh, Feeland. Ooh, that is a drive. On a Friday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, dude. (laughs) That is a drive, especially on a Friday. God damn. Yeah, I might try it one time just to see maybe it's not as bad as I'm envisioning, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be kind of bad. So that really sucks because I do enjoy going there for his group nights. Is it set in stone that he changed it or is he still? It looks like it's set in stone. Okay. But this brings up a different opportunity. So, um, you know, I've told you, I talked to you a little bit more about this hobby than I do on the podcast, you know, but, um, I have been getting him, you know, getting my dog trained and ready to start, you know, competing in sports. Okay. And he's getting really damn close to competitive, you know, are we going to see him on the puppy bowl? Oh no, I, I didn't make it past the last interview. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I was getting going through some interviews and casting calls for Discovery Channel's Puppy Bowl. Uh, I thought it was the casting couch. I wish. <laughs> no, this is for like amateur dog trainers and their dogs do stupid tricks. Mm. And I thought it was a cool opportunity to try something new with him because I don't really do trick dog stuff, you know, or agility stuff. I started doing some agility stuff, but... Tell you, man, just teach him how to play dead. <laughs> well, most of my training is more practical. So uh, they actually approached me. I responded. We did some interviews, some Zoom interviews and stuff like that. And ultimately, when I got to the final stage for the for the casting. And they asked me what would be my grand finale, quote unquote, grand finale trick with the dog. Yeah. And I was like, well, it would be something that we have been prepping and training for. And that would probably be some sort of obstacle course that he would go through in a high pressure situation and bite, (laughs) you know, bite somebody in a suit. (laughs) They did not like that. (laughs) I can definitely see why. They wanted a very Disney-esque feel. Disney-esque. Like they wanted it very, very innocent. And no biting, and they wanted it rated G. Basically, basically they wanted it rated G. And what's funny is that I was already thinking in my head because they wanted it so rated G, basically, and like I, I'm describing it like Disney esque. 
Um, I was actually teaching my dog to sound super aggressive. So like I taught him to speak bark, right? So what I would do is whenever we would train and I'd give him a tug as a reward, I'd whisper to him the bark command to get him to start snarling and growling and barking <laughs> so that he'd sound super aggressive. And then I'd let out the most girlish little out to make him let go. <laughs> That's funny. I thought I was going to troll him, but no, as soon as they said I wanted to do like a bite suit scenario kind of thing, they, that was pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, um, back to him, uh, the guy in feeling kind of changing up his days. The new opportunity presented itself. Well, it's been there. I just never took it because of the schedule. Mm -hmm. So because he did his group nights on Saturday, he would do his team, his club nights on Sundays. Ooh. Sunday nights. And I never wanted to do it because I'm not going to be out on Sunday night knowing I have to get up super early for work the next day. And the possibility of family events on a Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the same thing with Saturdays too, even. But he's moving his club nights to Saturday. Meaning I could potentially just join the club, get my working done that way. That puts him in a team to start competing for the next trial. And he could start, you know, actually getting out there to do some competition. And on a Saturday, I don't have to work on Sunday, so it's not a big deal if I'm out kind of late. True. So it, I'm kind of thinking about it. Kind of thinking about it. I'm going to try this Friday thing. And after I'm done suffering the Friday, <laughs> I think that might be the push that pushes me towards just saying, all right, well, fuck it. Let's do this on Saturdays. Nice. Given that means I'll, I'll have to see exactly how they are with like skipping days. You know what I mean? Like if I have a family event and I can't go to club that day or, you know, now that the truck is getting dialed in after that, you know, I got a couple things to do and then get a trailer and start getting out to the track. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out every Saturday with that, you know? So I'm going to talk to him and we'll see how it works, how, you know, exactly how strict this schedule is for the club. Cause some clubs obviously are very, very strict. They mm. want you there all the time. So if I can work something out where if the days that I miss on the Saturday, I can make up a practice day to show that I'm still training and continuing, you know, and active. Yeah. And, and active, then maybe I might, I might have found a club to join for the dog and start doing some competitions. Nice. Yeah. And uh, speaking of dog-related stuff, small world I told you about. My brother-in-law actually knows one of our listeners that you know. Ah, uh, yes, yes. My brother-in-law works um, works dogs for a security company, and he he was talking to a coworker, I guess. Then his coworker mentioned that. He is a car enthusiast and anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> Him being the good the good um brother-in-law he is. He mentioned the podcast and he was already a listener. Come to find out he's one of your buddies. What a small world. It is. It is. So shout out shout out to Mike. <laughs> Thanks for listening, man. That was that's kind of crazy how small the world is really. Yes. So at least now I know when I mention some dog stuff, there's at least one person out there that at least kind of knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything else, Manny? Alrighty. And so we also have 
if anybody's interested in checking it out, we have the Pomona Classic Car and Swap Meet happening this Sunday, October 17th. Um, I'll be going there because I enjoyed it last time I went. Uh, that was actually right before the pandemic. So I want to go out there at least again and just relax and enjoy the day with a bunch of classic cars and just pretty much everybody's just a fan of classic cars. Um, I did talk to you to see if you wanted to join uh, join me as well. Yep, I'm down to go. Nice, nice. Uh, so you said that you used to be like an avid goer to it. So what have you been your like most memorable experiences there at Pomona Swami in classic cars? Um, part hunting. Part hunting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that place is a great spot for three fifty blocks and three oh two. Definitely. So After everything <laughs> I saw from my first time going and my only one time, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That that was a great spot. So sometimes you'd find some awesome awesome stuff you'll mm-hmm. find if you're building any kind of old chevy small blocker and i'm guessing the main block, reason you were going is for your caprice right no actually this was um an older fox body i had hmm. it was an older fox body i had and i was picking up parts to restore it okay so i bought a ton of parts there um before that when i was in high school we had a 55 uh, Oldsmobile Rocket 88. Ooh. And it was just a shell. <clears throat> but we found just about every single piece except for one side view mirror. We found the bumpers. We found the emblems. We found the hood emblem. We found the hubcaps. Like, it took two or three years, but we were able to almost piece that entire car back together. Nice. Yeah, that that was super cool. So it's that's kind of one of those places where a lot of the guys are old timers and they're not about the internet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're they're not posting it on Craigslist, on Facebook, on OfferUp. So that kind of stuff you kind of have to show up and kind of start digging around, you know, and you you end up finding some pretty cool stuff. It's definitely where you find the really good stuff, honestly. Yeah, I mean, not all the time. Sometimes you have some disappointing days. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, Let's see if we can find a swamp cooler for me. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe. That's a little bit more universal. I know, I know. So you might have some luck. You never know. Definitely. Um, I'm excited because uh, my dad definitely wants to go. He told me that the next time the Pomona Classic Car and Swami comes up, uh, let him know so I can let him know so he can go as well. Um, I just found out about it today because it just occurred to me. I was driving. It's like, I was like, I wonder when's the next one. So I looked up online. Oh shit, it's this Sunday, and that's why is the reason I, I messaged you earlier saying, "What are you doing this Sunday?" Oh, got it, got it, got it. And I did confirm our good buddy Chip is going as well. Nice, nice. Races Pinto on the way there. Oh, he'll win. <laughs> <laughs> any day, any day, he'll win. Races Pinto, Manny, come on. <laughs> Pin, the Turbo Pinto versus the El Camino. The evil Pinto. <laughs> yes, the, the evil Pinto. Yes, definitely. No, he'll win. All right, all there, right. There, there, there is no argument there. <laughs> and I am going to hit up my grandpa because he definitely, I know for sure he's going to want to go there with his uh, 70 El Camino that he picked up recently. And just pretty much just hit up a few, quite a few of my classic car buddies, see if they're going to be going as well. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Definitely. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Unaccepted Pod, and we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send an unaccepted rev, send us an email and email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, see everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye.